Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Poodle. How would you feel if a guy took you on a date and he said, surprise, I'm having a bracelet welded to your dick and you can't let anybody touch your dick uh, without seeing this bracelet because it's never going to come off. I'd fake a heart attack, but <laughs> actually it would not be fake. Love is blind. Love is blind. Love is blind. Love is blind. This reality gaze presenting Love is If someone were to put a well weld a bracelet on me, <laughs> this is dumb. I think I wrote this in. I think this is the stupidest thing ever. This is not a you good can idea. Just, you can just cut it off. It. It. I was thinking, what about your job? I mean, my dad. He worked out at Unirol, and when he was at the plant, you can't have. You got to take stuff it, off like that. What if it caught, got caught in a machine? Got caught in a machine and then fell. Then your hand fell into a used tire. <laughs> then, his, then his hand got stuck in a cotton gin. It's true. You know, all those guys <laughs> wear, wear. All those men wear those fucking. Women do too. Those those wedding rings that are silicone. <laughs> I can't believe that's where you went. <laughs> what if it gets caught in a machine? Well, I grew up in blue collar America. People got to work I, out here. I I did too. It's just not where my head went. I was thinking how appalled I was by the fact they were soldering a bracelet onto each other, and they thought it's better than tattoos. <laughs> it I is oozed. better than tattoos. It looked thin. About always, it also like looked it would cheap. It looked cheap and nondescript. It Why like, bother? If you're going to weld a bracelet to your wrist, it better be like a $5,000 bracelet, not like a $50 thing you bought at a, at a kiosk store at the Shops of Legacy. This was not $50. It did not look $50. Um, it, it looked like you got it out of a crane than. machine. Um, yo, this is Love is Blind, season three, episode nine. The Last Supper. The Last <laughs> Supper. Wow. It's not dramatic uh, at all. I, I wrote, I, Jake is screaming at this bracelet. It's just so stupid to me. The it's concept. I, I, and also the fact that he took her there without knowing what it was. 
And it feels with her not knowing. Yes, yeah, he I'm knew. sorry. Yeah. It yeah. feels so it feels like, well, guess what? You're trapped now. <laughs> and it'd be different if these were two people who had Ugh. been a, had a normal engagement. But this was not normal. Well, also, this felt like. So you have to say yes now. Yes. It, it just because the whole concept of love is blind is about choice. Both of these people having a choice. Yeah, choice. And he, God, I could not hate him more. I, I would, I would pay if I had an SK's number, first of all, that's for a dick pic. But if not, I would say, I'll pay you $10,000 to take Raven on camera and say, <laughs> I want to weld a bracelet to your wrist. She would say legitimately and rightly so. Absolutely not. Yeah. It just, oh, it felt like. Even if you, even if though he was wearing one too, it felt like ownership for the both of the, both of them. And I hate this idea. I don't know. You guys can fucking come at me if you think it's a good idea. It's stupid, according to I me. I mean, maybe it's nice to do when you're like twenty years in married. But even then, that, no. Even I want to. I want to be able to take off a bracelet. <laughs> I know. What if it's not comfortable? Uh, what uh, that's that I like that I'm worried about the comfortability of this, and, and, I, and you're I'm worried about in principle. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would have a straight up panic attack. Oh, yeah, I would, I would say, I'd call it a bomb threat, <laughs> even if it was Ryan Gosling. Even then, I don't want to be, then, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, it, it feels like handcuffs to yeah. me. I agree. I want to willfully put on a ring. I don't want something to be to chain me. I don't care. If it's I fucking cannot Boris be Kojo. tamed. I don't as want we that have, shit. As we have, you a, can't. As we no. have, yeah. No. Poodles are untrainable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I we we have we. I was just talking about this uh, to you a minute ago. I think there are not just. There's not just one more episode left. There are two more. Um, we thought episode 11 was going to be the reunion. I don't think that's what's happening. I think the last episode, or I pretty much, I can, I can already tell you. Uh, in episode 10, it says two couples get married. And we have bachelor parties and bachelorette parties and all that shit. And I guess the episode 11 is when we see the other three weddings. I and guess then so. the reunion's there. And then the reunion. That's this was it's it's a little weird. I guess there's been so much drama this season. It's been, this was the first episode where this just felt it wasn't this wasn't a dud episode by any means, but it just felt like a calm before a storm. It didn't really I mean there were some moments, but it wasn't you could kind of catch your breath this episode. It was still good though. I, I still enjoyed it. I want to bring up a point I was that I was going to told you. I was going to save it like you told me. Um, that one of the issues we had last season, um, I did, we didn't have it the first season I, or maybe we did. I can't really remember. I think maybe, maybe a little bit hints of it, like that GG Damien ish conversation. What they seem to be doing with the editing is really, really manipulating us in a way where it going, going from highest high to lowest low 
And it gets slightly old for me after you do it two or three times. <laughs> and they just did this with Colin Zinnup. This is like the third time. And I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that's Colin Zenob's relationship. I, I agree. But I'm saying the selective to, to use it there to erode everything we had in the first of the, fir- the you first said thing. before that we started the show and i bet uh before i yelled at you to say actually i didn't yell at him he no he, i said i was he gonna yell at his he's learned to self yell at himself and say i'm gonna save it <laughs> so i'm proud for you but th- like you said though i'm sure this was one of many different fights they could have taken i know i'm but i'm uh i'm i'm saying I bet they have these a lot because it's exhausting to be in a relationship with her I I don't know it what is. I would do. I I that that's that that bit. Now he behaved awfully after at the end of it, but I can only imagine it's just from the buildup of you that. thought he behaved awfully this episode. Well, when he called her, asked her if she was bipolar. At the very um, end, I I, <laughs> I that wasn't offensive to me. I think really, he, I think he genuinely meant that. Really, I don't think he meant that. Interesting. Authority. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I know I my jaw dropped. Let's because um, he was to me that felt like having a normal fight and then accusing someone of being mentally ill. Right I there. we'll talk about. I mean, I I think it was I it came out of like context. I don't think it was a lot. Of, I'm giving. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Cole was it was a very naive statement. I don't think it was a good thing to say, but I don't think he meant it with. Uh, I don't think he knew it, fully what he was saying. It's so interesting. I just want to point this out because, but it's true. You've become, I was a very much of a Cole sympathizer at the oh, beginning. And I, th- and I think we've switched. We've switched. <laughs> yeah. We've switched. Um, um, I think and, because I've been in uh, transparency, I've been in, not recently, but in my younger years, I was in a lot of friendships, relationships with Zenobs. Yeah, so I can see that. I was a lot in my life. So I very much relate to how I kind of broke that pattern, thankfully, in my early 30s. But I see why Cole. I, so I do relate to him in that way. Um, I, I think the there's nothing like being with someone, uh, being, someone who's going to neg you all the time. There's nothing like that to break your spirit. Yeah. And it is. Boy, I I. She, she is oddly to me, oddly. She has a big amount of of support out there on the on the internet. No, um, I can see why. And mostly, it's it's people who hate Cole. Um, and th- weirdly, hating Cole means liking Zenob in a strange way. Well, Cole, you have to Cole, pick winners and losers, I guess. Cole is like the McDonald's on this show. He's the one that stands out the most, and he signifies uh, a lot of fuckboys for different people. Bartiz as well, but I think Cole especially because Cole's more charming. Yeah. And so whereas the Burger Kings, the Wendy's, they're not going to get the flack that McDonald's does. It all does. goes back to fast food for you, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I just thought of it because I have to say – no, I saw a um, – it's in my mind just because – I have to say, Neil Patrick Harris, their family did a really fucking good Halloween costume. They were all dressed as a character. I saw it. Fast food. Yeah. It was really cute. And I just you saw know, it. Made me think of it. It's all ruined for me that when he did Amy Winehouse after she died. Everybody <laughs> did Amy Winehouse after she died. No. No, Are you they kidding? did not. That, all of my gay friends did Amy Winehouse after she died. 
No, honey, no. She died, and I had like five gay friends that did. They did it before, and then they did it again. They they said, I remember two of them saying, like, it's like a tribute. And I went, is it? No, that's gross. A lot I of didn't know did. anyone who did that after she died. Oh, I did. I knew people who did it when she was still alive. Yeah. I, but I, I don't think you can defend it by saying, all my friends did that. <laughs> Those are shitty like, friends. That is, I don't know. People, people die. You can still be them for Halloween. But it wasn't a joke. It, it was, it, her, her death was a death that was no, yeah, marred by addiction and a, and a, and a wretched uh, way to I, die. I wouldn't have done it, but yeah. But I'm saying the defense of that isn't everyone did it. <laughs> I mean, it's. I just, yeah. I, oh, no, that was so any gross. I, I, I know, I know he's got a huge fan base. He does. I, just, I, I just, I've seen him in the last three or four years. Just, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, Never been I a, mean, I've talked to him at parties. He's always very nice. Yeah. Name dropper. I know. <laughs> well, he is. He's nice. Um, uh, all right, let's finish up with Nancy and Bartiz because we, we kind of got off, but there's really not much to Nancy and Bartiz besides the bracelets. And then y'all, this is the episode where everybody goes on their kind of last dates. Uh, the, hence the, the last, last supper. supper. Um, she looks gorgeous. She's got her hair up in a high pony. Her makeup's fucking beat. She looks beautiful. They're eating at, um, uh, some steak restaurant in Dallas. He's, she's never had a rib, which I can't believe she's from Texas and never had a rib. It is strange. I know there are a lot of people who have issues with meat on the bone. I they agree. Can't, they can't eat meat off of a bone. And there are, that is a legitimate thing. I've, I've, someone told me that once and I, I, then I started hearing it everywhere, but it is a legitimate thing that people do not eat meat on the bone. I get that. That's yeah, that, yeah. I get it. A rib um, is delicious though. I was shocked though. It, it is in Texas. It's cause you go to, well, if you go to, you go to a Mexican restaurant and they have fucking ribs in Texas. <laughs> They're just fucking everywhere. I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, um, so Bartice is sitting there and he's like, I just want to ask, did you understand? Try a rib, swallow, and then open your mouth. <laughs> Let's get my joke about sucking dick. I enjoyed that. <sighs> yeah. he, I'd, I, I'd still I, do it every, once. Every, t- You know, I hate to say this. Oh, I'm no. I'm there. I could not do it. He is such an asshole. He's repellent to me. Yeah, I'd let him do it once. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. When he said that, I went, "Oh." I'd like to say you need to respect yourself more, but that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, you and I don't respect ourselves at all. That's been long gone. Um, but what, what, I I want to ask you, what did Bartiz say? Because I don't understand no, anything of what he's saying. he talks in fucking circles. Yeah. He talks I, in, it like, it's like someone took cliff notes of a Brene Brown speech, combined it with like the four-hour work week, and then, and then slowly combined the four agreements. And not, even, not even anything that good, but yes. <laughs> but it's, it's like, almost like it's the word secret, salad of that. It's almost like the secret and chicken noodle for the soul. Yeah. Oh God. Like, uh, basic. but it, it's very word salad. He's like, he basically says, I learned that relationships are hard. I, I'm like, yeah. Okay. And water's okay. wet. And it, it also, you also realize that this must've been his first adult relationship. 
That's, well, he said that he said to his family he's never been this honest with a woman about his feelings before, ever. Well, so I just assumed. And I, I think at twenty five, that sounds about right. Again, you know? it does. It does go back to this show that honestly, none of these people are at an age where they have any any business looking for the one. Right. It's like the it's like the ultimatum when everyone was like twenty three and twenty four. I know. I need I, to get married now and have babies. <laughs> I I still think they need to do this show when people are like, oh, 35. give me a woman who's been waiting for a man. She's been waiting for that man to marry her for 17 years. She's been his girlfriend since she was 23. Yeah, like my manager at Sephora. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I, that's the ultimatum I want to see. Yeah. Where that, she just says, and at the very end, he says, he's like, I want to move on. And she just pulls out a knife and stabs him. Yeah, basically. That's the one I want to see. That's you just see her eyes just going around in their sockets. I wonder if they would ever do that, do that with no. older people. Why would you put anyone who's over 40 on television? Oh, my God, perish the thought. <laughs> they, they couldn't do it with people that are too old because, honestly, I think for most people that get older, like people in their 50s and 60s, They've learned to most people have learned to care less about shit. Yeah, we, and they're less neurotic. I think, but a good like thirty-five to forty age range that'd be a good show. I think I I don't think they want to put those those these kind of Netflix shows. I don't think they want to put anyone who's over thirty-five, thirty-six. No, on the show. they because they think, want they yeah. want us to go. Bartice is hot. Cole is hot. Raven's banging. Yeah. I get that. I just, it, it's, yeah, it's a, ugh. I, I, anyway, I'm so grossed out by him. And he basically says, um, you're a great best friend and a potential wife. And how potential. do I show you? I love potential. you. Potential. Um, potential. And Nancy says, this is where she, I went. We're fucked. Y'all She doesn't. I feel like the editing with her, and now this is this is this is one of the things I was trying to bring up earlier, and maybe other people are thinking about it. The editing with her is so selective, and because uh, it feels like they're editing her only to say positive things about him the last couple episodes. Yeah, maybe it is, but I'm saying the idea that I should have to question the editing is really upsetting for me. Um, I, 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 it's this show. I don't, I mean, I get that, the editing, I, but I also don't know. I don't know if it is the editing or it's just, I mean, Nancy said the words to her mouth. She said, I'm glad I didn't pick a guy. I'm glad I picked the perfect guy. And every day you show, every day you show me why I choose you. You aren't some guy. And I went, oh no. Like she <sighs> is just. She is gonna love is blind because it does not. She cannot see who this I, guy is. I that it's that or they've edited it because of the goblets. They found him saying something really, really amazing and the beginning of the conversation and not the end of it. It's like I think they're both gonna say yes. <sighs> I think they're both gonna say yes. Yeah. I will be enraged. Um, you you will hear if you're in Los Angeles, you will hear if I'm watching that. Uh, as soon as we get it, you'll hear. Ah! 
and I'll need to have sex just to get the anger out of me. And I may have to kill the person after. Eat them like a praying mantis. <laughs> yes. Just rip off their head. Rawr. <laughs> Um, what's the, is there anything else left for them? God, no, we no. just have next is election. Jesus. I have to Jesus. Set, shut my curtain so nobody hears me out in my apartment. Hold on, okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay, I t- well, I have a sound curtain that when, when we y'all were remote but goat today, and so when I do it, it kind of takes out the sound so everyone doesn't hear this queen just screaming down the hall. Oh, you, you in in my in my building, you're so loud. Yeah, my, my tones are dulcet. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they go. Who is who is that young gay cockatiel playing the harp, just cooing? <laughs> ding ding ding! Yeah, uh, Alexa and Brennan, y'all. There wasn't a lot. He's he's learning Torah. Um, I didn't know all that. I mean, I wasn't, but I've been to several Jewish weddings and they just give us the yarmulke. I never knew what it meant. I thought yeah. that was beautiful. Uh, well, it's just every, everyone needs to wear it. There, there's a lot of reasons why you wear it that are not, not just, uh, not just kind of like a, a cultural, it's very, very, a lot, a lot of things about weddings uh, in Jewish culture are traditional. So. Which I get it from being even more than good capital. But I, you know, even dad admitted, hey, I went to classes and I learned shit I never knew. So yeah. you, so they're having, it's the, great. They're the, having like this little talk. Is the that grandfather grandpa, yeah. who has one of those taxi cab uh, hats that I just love old people wear. <laughs> it's true. And Barry, because of course his name is Barry. Uh, he says, you know, your kid's going to be Jewish. That's it. You're Jewish. <laughs> And the kid's Jewish, nothing you can do about it. And Brennan is like, nothing faces him. He's just like, yeah, okay. And it kind of freaks sure. me out a little bit. It, it, it he's kind of got that smile the whole way. Maybe that's, just, I, I, you, I, I've soothed myself with thinking it's, that's just him. I don't know. I was wondering when I was like, it looks a little bit like his eyes are glazed over and he's going through the motions. But, if I want to believe no, it's real. I will destroy something. <laughs> so, so I guess we're not watching the finale together because Ooh, let's I do don't want to die. No, I'll I already pop did your a, head like a zit. <laughs> I already did a show with you, sugared up. I'm not going to be around that again. <laughs> oh, I'll get one of Cole's uh, Nerf guns and hit you in the face with it. Um, boy. Wrong audience for that. <laughs> wrong <Cole>. bitch. <laughs> you got the wrong bitch, bitch. So, so yeah. Anyway, they're talking about the hoopa. He's all excited about being Jewish. Uh, None of that matters because Brennan has a motorcycle and Alexa was driving and on the I back. I lost <laughs> my mind. Holy fuck! I knew you did. <laughs> he became at least. Forty percent more attractive to me when she was holding on the back of his motorcycle, just riding that hog, and he got a hog. When I oh, saw it, I went, "Oh no, this is going to take Poodle over the edge." I, you uh, cannot date a man with a motorcycle. I will not let you. I know. I, I was that one guy who I rode on I'll the back call of the motorcycle because you never, you never knew about it. Um, I will. I will call your mother. I know. 
So y'all, he's ready to a movie theater. This is a great, and there's like a movie of their lives. I don't know if production just tells them what we, what they've yes. done to them or not. Yes, <laughs> yes. You think Bartiz think- wanted to go get a bracelet that you solder around your wrist? <laughs> I kind of think he did. I think they had the choice, and Bartiz wanted to do that. No, because they edited it together. So they go to the theater. There's, y'all, honestly, I feel like. There's a movie of their story. There's nothing here. They try to act like like Alexis kind of says, well, I don't know. The day of, we'll see where my mind. Y'all. They're both going to say yes. This is Lauren and Cameron. This is Endgame. (gasps) It's fine. It's fine. I swear to God, if he says no. I'm going to go to Netflix. I'm going to show up <laughs> and just wait in the waiting room and said, I need to see the president. <sighs> They're like, he's Let's- not here. I need to see the most powerful person here. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that power. Um, I'll wait him out. Do you want to um- – so let's do this, actually, since we talked a lot about, but to, to save, because I feel like we'll get, we'll exhaust ourselves. Let's do Colleen and Matt, and then we'll do SK and Raven, and we'll end with Zenob and Cole, because that's how the show ended, and also yeah. we clearly have the most opinions about them. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I think uh, everyone has the most opinions about those two. So you were wondering, you went, we never met Colleen's parents last episode, and then now we did. Now we did in episode nine. Now I we think did. They, they live elsewhere. They live in Pennsylvania, so... That makes sense. They, um, yes, Maureen and Richard. Uh, and and they're like, we've never met a boyfriend before. Uh, because she's, what, 25, 26? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I will say that's kind of, I, it, it's not unheard of not to meet a boyfriend. Because she's just having fun, y'all. I think if your kids are not dating somebody for longer than, I don't know, six months, and they you haven't met one of their boyfriends or girlfriends before the age of 30, that's okay. I agree. How how old is Colleen? I just need to look. Here, I can look. I'm on my computer. Um, Colleen, love is blind. Age. I'll tell you. Colleen is... Um, people are screaming. I know they're screaming, and I'm not going to edit this out because <laughs> she is 26. Yeah, that's Matt what is, I thought. Yeah, that is 28. He looks older than 28. He does look older than 28. He's been out in the sun too much. Wow. Yeah, it does. And, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the oldest person think- is Nancy, and Zeneb are both 32. Yeah. Ooh. Not not Jessica, who was 34. And there anymore. You're in 20. So they are, uh, and she's even telling, telling to her parents, you know, I don't get deep. I, I'm just, honey, I don't think that's selling you the way you think it is. <laughs> I, well, you I, know, I will say there's a lot of, there. I think there's a lot of, especially that I think, for the the few, I don't know a ton, but it's the few young girlfriends I know. I do feel like maybe sometimes that that can be a response to this idea of like women want to be the cool girl, especially when they're younger. And being the yeah. cool girl means you don't talk about feelings, like you don't get upset. You're always the cool girl, so you stay cool for the guy because the guy have to be married. I know, but I mean, I, it's conditioning. I'm talking about like yeah. when you're that young. I can see that. I can see that. 
Uh, because you're right. When you're 36, if you go around saying, I'm not that deep, that's a problem. I, I think I think it would be because with someone, even when someone was 26 and they told me they weren't that deep, I would be so turned off. But that's me. We're gay. That's different. We yeah. were so in our head and like deep thinking. But think about some of the young gay men now that we know that don't have to go through what we go through, that their parents just accepted them for what they were. They could wear a dress when they were five year olds. They're just sh- they're shallow, too. <laughs> and that's part of gay rights. They can be shallow <laughs> if they so. want. That's what you we all be, want. You can be a vapid queen and that yes. is society progressing. Yeah, yes. I, I can that's, see that. That's I equality. That. Um. So they 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 talk about being behind the screen made it easier. And Matt said, my parents thought this all was a scam. I think my, I, my parents would say this too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your mother doesn't still trust Cameo. <laughs> she still thinks Cameo is a mafia thing for you. No, she thinks it's like invented by the Chinese government uh, or something like that. God, Japer, I think I think that's a Chinese trick. Um, she doesn't get it. No. Uh, so, but mom you, says, "I wish you could offer when you go home for Christmas. I wish you could offer cameos from your mother, but like they would go to charity, so people would have to pay like." $500 for it, but just, I would love a cameo from Mother Poodle. She would not know. She'd be so nervous being on camera. <laughs> she would. She'd she would it. not know what to say. Um, she wouldn't do it. She absolutely would not do it. My mother would not I could force her to do it by saying, Mom, say hi, or something like that. But um, I don't want to put my mom on, on cameos. Are you sure? I really would like just to hear the stories about you trying to do cameos with your mother over Christmas break. That'd make me happy. I don't know. I don't. She she'd it be would be so, torture for you. That's why I'm so concerned about how she looks and everything like that. Oh God, I don't want to do so that funny. to her. Uh, I know, but so, I'd like to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. But yes, so and she get into it. She's like, let me tell you another story about Jay Bird. <laughs> She would. It'd be like a two-minute cameo. And and then my father would scream for the end of the room. She's like, God, he's so helpless. It's ridiculous. Do you know what he did the other day? And he'd go on. Do, and he'd say, Muffin, Muffin, Muffin. I'm, I'm going to pet you in just a second. I'm going to pet you in just a second. Are you ever going to tell her about the zombie movie? No, I should. She would say, that's just foolishness. No, she, and then she would say, I would survive. <laughs> she Oh, that woman's one in a million. I guess I'm just a big joke. <laughs> that she would say that. <laughs> She's like, that's why you come home. You're just going to get material for your podcast. That's what my family says, God. too, actually. They'll, they'll say something like, don't tell it in your show. And I'll say, I won't. Yeah, she doesn't know how to listen. So even though I've shown her how to do it, she's like, I got too much to do. That's a blessing. Don't teach her again. My family does every once in a while. My mother will call me. I no, I don't. My mother would listen, and not tell me. Maybe That's does, what it would be. Does Jake really sleep with that many people? Yes, and I say <laughs> yes, and then she'll say, "Do you?" Oh, and I'll go. We're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> I just said, "Mom, I had my fun." Uh, okay, so she's talking about Colleen. Basically, says my concerns are communicating and conflict. 
and uh, and he's like, I don't know if he'll still be here if the shit hits the fan. That is a reasonable concern to have because he's shown you two different times that we've seen that when he gets upset, he immediately lashes Bails. out and does not trust you and says, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. And it does make sense that you would have that concern. It. Yes. And, he, yeah. you know, we get the whole mom is like, I want to make sure he's a good match and that he cares about you. And the dad gives a, I want to make sure he respects you and takes care of you. Yada, yada. And so, but like, yada, yada, yada. Well, parents, shitty, shitty conversation. Yeah. Um, they, Maureen says that I feel like I've heard more tonight from you, Colleen, than I normally do. But Matt goes to the bathroom and Maureen, mom, I'm assuming they're Catholic because she says, you know, this is a sacrament. Sacrament. Yeah. This is something we take. (laughs) This isn't something we take lightly. And, um, you know, I just want to make sure I don't know how religious Colleen is, but um, this it's something Colleen looks at them and says, honestly, we're not sure. And I thought when she said that, I thought. Huh, is she sure? Because I feel like she's just putting that on. And then we have dinner at the Grain Forest Cafe at Grapevine Mills. <laughs> no, it's. I think this is a great idea. I thought aquarium. it was a great idea, but I think this is a new addition to the Grapevine Mills Mall. Remember when they did Rain Forest Cafe in Dallas and everybody talked about it People like it was lost fucking, their fucking minds. People acted like the Rain Forest Cafe, y'all, was fucking <laughs> Spago. Let me just tell you, it's the same grilled chicken sandwich it's the same grilled chicken sandwich and fries, y'all. It is the same, but you're just in the middle. To me, it's terrifying because you're sitting it's there trying It's dry chicken. Yeah. It's dry chicken and under-seasoned fries. And then you're just hearing yeah. bird noises going, ooh, 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 ah! <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, I don't like yeah. it. It's not good. It's in any kind of theme restaurant with the exception of maybe the magic castle in Los Angeles, which is not really a theme restaurant, but like it's, uh, it's like, that's a private club, but like any kind of theme restaurant like that, that's all a gimmick. The food's not going to be good. Just don't even try. I thought Molly (laughs) Murphy's was good, but I was also eight. Molly Murphy. I don't know what that is. It's one of those restaurants where they talk shit to you and and the actors are characters. Oh, yeah. There's like so many of those. But that food was garbage, I'm sure. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You're right. Yo, don't go to a gimmick restaurant to get good food. Well, unless you're like in Disneyland or Disney World. They have some good ones. Really? That oh, Blue Bayou restaurant at the, the Pirates of the Caribbean's good. Theme park food is trash. No, the one at the Blue. We went the remember when we the one that's the restaurant in the Pirates of the Caribbean that's New Orleans food. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I don't remember because I think I was drunk. Um, probably there yeah. is um Club Thirty Three. People go to that. That, but that's a specific thing. Yeah, but I'm saying in general, theme park is you're gonna overpay and the food's not good. Ariel's Grotto is supposed to be good. I haven't been long. There's I'm maybe go to Disneyland. I haven't been in a maybe, long time. But you you have to admit, five percent of the restaurants you're going to eat in in a, in a theme park are going to be good. Yeah, that's uh, and true. they're going to be very expensive when they are. No, good. it's going to be terrible. That's why y'all, if you go to Disneyland or Disney World, just get the corn dog on Main Street. You're doing yourself. <laughs> it's cheaper and it's the best thing you're going to eat all fucking day. I, I do enjoy the Italian restaurant in California Adventure. Because I leave the whole group and I just drink wine and read my book. 
And what the whole yeah. the whole group is just riding it's riding roller coasters. And I'm like, I need my time alone. It's true. <laughs> and there's always a gay server or cast member yes, you can to be a flirt with. World. Yeah. And the Italian food's okay. You're not it's fine. How hard is it to throw some marinara and pasta together? Um I'm but. gonna let the Italians come for you on that, <laughs> boy. No, I'm, I'm saying, not touching that. No, no, no. That. I'm, I, what I'm saying is, how, it's not hard to make okay Italian food. To make really, really good Italian food actually takes time and craft. But you can throw <sighs> some marinara at a, at a like a at a at a theme park restaurant. You can throw some some decent tomato sauce and I don't know on a on a pasta, and I'll be like, sure, I'll eat it because I'm an animal at a trough right now. <laughs> We need to move on. I agree. Um, so there, it is pretty. The state is pretty. It's very beautiful. But Matt is crazy in the state to me. He uh, came off as very like this build again of desperation. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no, it to me, he he is so worried she's going to say no that he's already starting to try to steal himself for it. Yeah. Um, and it comes off as a little unhinged. A little? Um, well, say I'm it, being, I'm it. trying to be kind. <laughs> say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Just say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Oh, my so God. He basically says, it started off, I think, well, when he's like, you put in a lot of effort, and I want you to feel the effort from me. And he's like, could you spend the rest of your life with me? She's hemming and hawing. I think, honestly, I think this is a little bit of selective editing. Because um, I think she's going to say yes. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. And, you know, she's performer. So maybe she is acting. You know, yeah. she's a, so um, because I just, a, one of the reasons I say that is she, she, came down so hard on the line and I'm saying why the why the what this show likes to do is take you from the ab the, the no, highest highs to the lowest, the lowest lows. Low. I agree. So I feel like th- this is this is what I'm talking about. I'm having to speculate about the editing and it I bothers think, me. I think just because they <laughs> combine two scenes with because everybody else like we get like they seem happy, then they're not. This whole theme of this undercurrent was calling was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't and she finally says to him, he's like you know, she said, he said, uh, she's like, I'm questioning like Matt says, well, you have to know if you want to get married. She's like, well, I don't know. Is love enough? And she's like, I'm so there, but I'm not. Every day is different. And he, she's like, but Stop I love playing you. Game. Just say it. Pew, 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 pew. And that's where she says right now. No. And you see, that's what's scary is that I don't think Matt's like a monster or anything like that. I think he's probably, he scares me. I think he is a, 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 a decent guy who has anger issues. I don't think like he's like an abuser or anything like that, but I do think the guy needs to get some help for his anger because he, when she said no, you could see his whole face tense up and you could tell that I think probably the only emotion he's been allowed to feel is anger. Yeah. And so that's what's I, being expressed. I think being generous here is saying he has anger issues. Um, he also just seems very erratic. Um, you would not know, almost like Zenob, who you were going to meet uh, from day to day. Yeah, and I think very similar. Yeah, maybe maybe that's alcohol sometimes with him. The last Possibly. two times it has been. Um, Possibly, but yeah, um, and I think. So 
Is that Ooh. it for them? Yeah, I don't know why. I just started rubbing my nipples. Woo! Gross. I'm just kind of stretch. Oh, please. Please! <laughs> yeah, but it's cute when I do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about SK oh. and Raven. Let's talk about your fellow Enneagram 4. She's got to be one. I guarantee you she is a four. <laughs> I actually, I didn't mean to bring that up, but I forgot I wrote this down. I think they're both Enneagram fours because the way SK, SK talks about, he goes again, he's like, Oh, you they're know, both fours. Yeah, he's I like, think so. We're complex. We're not. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with their ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of me undies, great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. 
Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Not basic, you know, we're not so straightforward. And I went, oh my God, you think you're special too. He does, but he picks up, he's one of those people who he's so into her. He also picks up, um, certain qualities from the people he's with. Um, he's probably a three, four wing, but yet Um, he doesn't read emotional cues from her. No, you need to, do you need to, you need to figure out your Enneagram. I need Eh, to know. I'm fine. You're probably, you're probably, I think you're probably, uh, probably a 
five or a six. Maybe a one. I'm, I back away from things that classify people and put oh, them in shut up! I don't know. I don't. You no, to, I don't. No, come. No, well, I'm gonna make you take it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna sit there and it's not just classified. It, it is. It is. It what, became what, a thing after I got out of therapy school. What it helps you do? We never talked is, about it. It helps you. It helps you. You. The, you, you would, then you have the same issue with horoscopes. I do have that issue with horoscopes, but I still like. I still like mine. But. but <laughs> But a horse, but maybe I don't know about but Enneagram, but it's also like, uh, it a horoscope doesn't, I, I don't like the horoscope stuff where they say like, this is your personality type. I like more horoscope stuff where they're talking about, this is kind of like, the, these are where planets are moving and this is the energy that's being yeah, put out in the I, world. I understand what you're that saying, I enjoy more. but it's not so strict that you can't. It's what it is, a, what Enneagram, what started out to be is a way to help people understand and communicate with other people. Yes. By, yes. By, so I don't think it's as strict as you're thinking it is. But I, I'm not going to do it because you want me to. Yes, you will. I'm not. <laughs> yes, you will. Till the day I die, you'll never know. No, I already know what you are. Well, then great. <laughs> and, but, so, but I think, though, that with this kind of, I finally, at least for me, SK finally made sense for me a little bit more this episode. Cause you're kind of, at least I've been wondering as I've been watching this, like, is this guy, what is he telling himself? What is the story he's telling himself about Raven? Cause we don't really see, this is kind of the most emotional Raven ever was with him this episode and like yeah, love I, and affectionate. And so, but now I go, Oh, this guy, because he talks about them building an empire and them on their own. And I went, oh, this guy is the hero of his story. And now I, Raven is his heroine. I agree. And I I have a different opinion. Um, I've been thinking about the way he interacts with his mother and the way his mother is very important to him. I think he's getting married so he can find a kind of a decoy wife to go away to Berkeley with and just like have his good times. So, like, so you think he did, he, you think he, where, everybody talks about Raven playing SK, but they, he thinks that he's playing Raven as well. I don't know if he thinks he's playing her. He thinks she's be, she's the perfect total package and he feels nothing really when mm -hmm. you get down to it. Mm -hmm. Um, he's, he's being so analytical about her. I need a little more evidence for that, but I could see that. But I think that's a good. I think he I think wants to just theory. let go when he gets to school. He's never been. He's probably from the area, or he's from obviously Ooh, he's been raised in the area. A, what if he needs a beard? That's what that's what I'm I'm basically saying too. Ooh, what if he, I'm what not if he saying needs, I'm not he needs saying, a ginger man to fly up from L.A. and meet him in Berkeley, and we could talk about books and. Poetry and I think you're putting junk. yourself into this. No, I didn't mean me. I didn't mean me <laughs> at all. But uh, but I'm saying uh, I think this may just be to make his mother happy um, because there's then a lot of married, that. That's for sure. Then he's married. She doesn't have to worry about him anymore. He might and his be, sister, who seems very exactly. prominent in his life as well. Yeah. So I think if he's married before he goes to Berkeley, they're going to say we don't have to worry about him anymore. We don't have to think about getting him mar marrying him off anymore. But also on the flip side of that too, it does, it, it does feel like to support kind of the whole Enneagram four theory is that, you know, we see at least in, 
and Usman's, the men get really, I think, at least from Usman and what we've seen from Michael, men get pretty babied and up and put on pedestals in Nigerian culture mm-hmm. from their mothers too. So I wonder, maybe it's both. I think, I think probably his mother and his sister, especially because he is a, he is a very educated, very smart black man in America. And they're just like, you're, I get it. They want to build up his confidence. Well, but it, I, th- but I think he saw this as the perfect way to not have to court someone for his mother and sister. Yeah. And if you, you just say, this is who I'm marrying. Here we are. The, Maybe, the, I don't what get a gay vibe from him, but he, who knows? He's but so I, I close. Never, I never really said, I think you can have a beard. You can, but, but it's also, you can, especially in Nigerian culture, it's weird for him to be a certain age and not be married. So yeah, I'm saying he's had, he is at, he has marriage gotten that that's, that's handled. Mm-hmm. And he will learn to, in his mind, I will learn to love this person. And this is perfect for Raven because Raven will say, I'll stay, I'll stay in this as long as I can. And oh, yeah, because he says, you know, I have to adopt your dreams as if they're mine. She said, that's a perfect thing to say. Thank you. <laughs> she said, but you can tell that's where she just goes. Oh, and still and, number Raven's number one fan over here. Yeah. She's like, I love your ambition and your thought. And he, and he says, you know, five years from now, I see us with kids. I see us doing this. And I seen us have a lot of money. And she went, yeah, I like that. <laughs> like that. I just, I just think this is giving us a little bit of a concept of the anti love is blind where it's not the fairy tale. These are two people who are making it work. In, in different ways, but they're finding what's advantageous for both of them. Neither one of them is fairy, t- neither, none of this is fairy tale love. And I think mm. everyone else is trying to find that fairy tale and failing horribly. No, that's true. Um, so, in a way, this is the easiest way one to watch and strangely the most interesting, but at the same time, there's, there's not as much that goes on here. Um, it's, I want to just say a couple of quotes that I enjoyed. Um, he says, uh, they're, 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 he's talking about, I really like a lot of things about you that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're so far away from getting married in two days, more than yeah. the others, conventionally, from what I'm yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. But I was but, thinking, but, but that, but, but Jake, that's just your basic thinking. You're just thinking about convention. We're so well, different. Exactly. But I'm saying, I think this is more like an arranged marriage. It feels like it, yeah. Yeah, and where we see in Indian matchmaking and other things, uh, and I we we've already from I'm not sure if if um, SK's family would 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 support arranged marriage or something like that, but in Nigeria, it is it's definitely practiced. Yeah. So um, I I think that so it's starting to feel normal for them. Uh, I, I, cause I, I, that's what I thought about arranged marriage, but, uh, they, that's when she's, she basically says, um, she's, do you notice what she does when, when he does something nice for her? She goes, oh, but it's never, she never goes that far. It's almost like she's trying to make it, you never see her take something and, kind of make it really real for her. You never see, I agree, you never see her 
meet him where she, where you never never see her meet him where he is emotionally. She I doesn't drop down there. Is, I don't know if he's there. I think he's there more than her, but I don't think he's fully there. He's just so he's in a way they're the perfect match because he's so intellectual. Yeah. And she's so actually, she's actually so emotional, but she doesn't want to be emotional. Right. And no, so I agree with you. she found someone where she can just have word relationship with and not really have a lot of, uh, 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 not have those words have a lot of attribution and meaning or be attributed I think to it's meaning. A, I think it sounds great. Just let me have my piece on the side. We'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. All right, Poodle. You don't have to save it anymore. Let's just talk about it. Well, we're at the dance studio with a dance teacher dressed like a flight attendant. Um, He's cute, though, right? But he looks ridiculous. He, I'm like, why are you dressed that way? I don't like know. Like Lufthansa, a flight attendant. He does, yes, look like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With or his, someone who's with his, like, like, trendy glasses. Yeah, or like the men on United Arab Emirates. So... He, they're practicing. God, those flight attendants are hot. Oh, remember when we were staying at that hotel in Seattle, and like a group of them, like twenty of them, just walked in. Oh, and oh, those you men. Need to, you need to get it done. Um, Ow. so they're practicing for their first dance, and she's like, "I want something sweet and romantic that people will just say they're in their own thing." Blah blah blah. This was shot so beautifully. Um, with the light, they did like slow-mo. They didn't do this for anyone else, y'all. That that's what that's what I'm talking about. The editing here. They may um, I wrote at the end of the segment, I am in love with them. Right, but I'm that's what I'm saying. The editing for this couple with like no one else. They, they don't do it for Alexa and Brennan, and you think they would they, because they're a very Yeah. They go out of their way. I, I guarantee you. Uh, there was 50 minutes of this episode. I guarantee you probably anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes were Cole and Zinnab. Probably, yeah. So many different things. And so and, – and like there's this song called The Art of Letting Go. Like they're letting go of all their things. I, I Let it I, be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. I, I guess I have to question – is the editing to tell a story or is the editing to keep us guessing or to shock us? And I, and I wonder, and I'm, I'm just questioning, this is a very existential question about how the, how the show is edited. Um, I think, I think, I think because of what we do, you, you think about it more. I think a lot of people are just along for the ride, but they I are, think, I know, but I, <laughs> I would say, after seeing this three seasons, I feel like the editing is to keep us guessing more than anything, to keep us guessing. That sucks. I could ask my my neighbor who's the editor. Maybe next time I see her, I'll ask her. I don't know if she'll tell me. I, but I think that's it. I think it, that is it. They want to keep us – I think it's they want to keep us guessing. And the reason I think that, based off of the, these last three seasons, is where season one failed – season one petered out at the beginning or at mm-hmm. the end because we kind of knew – who was going to say what? Everything worked out much closer to, to what we thought. Right. Except for like Giannina and Damien. Those were kind, that was kind of the one couple we didn't know. But they want that we, to be every couple now. That's the thing. I don't I think, think that's, that's wrong to do. I don't think that's satisfying. 
I understand I having two of those I don't think couples. it's sustainable. As a producer, someone's exactly. as a producer, I don't think it's sustainable to try to edit in that way. But I think that's what they they want as many as many as will they or won't they as and what's, they can. What's weird is that marriage at first marriage at first sight, this guy's Chris Colin's other show doesn't follow this model. Yeah. No. It's 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 I I, I guess it these are existential questions that probably no one's having but me. But but those you got to think of, they're probably getting a different mandate from Netflix on this. Netflix wants TV where people go, oh, my gosh, I have to watch that next episode. Right. They, they want more point. than it. They want water cooler television that people are all right. talking about. I guess to me, I, I guess I, I, I'm, I, my question is, how does that make me root for people? Um, I think you do. Maybe but that's Netflix less is- important. And Netflix is more of an affair where where cable television is a relationship. Yeah. They want you to be with these people longer. They just want you to get Ooh, your jollies Netflix and then is leave. My affair. Netflix is your affair. Ooh. That's why we Lovely. all love it because it's not committal. We jump in, we watch eight episodes of Floor is Lava, and then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's true, but weirdly though, these people have a fan base later. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So I don't know because they do become uh, kind of special to us somehow. Most of season two didn't. But season one, a lot of those people did. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I'm thinking about it too hard. But they sit, they sit after the dance and that's where she says, I get a little sad because I'm not going to have a daddy-daughter dance. And I know. And Okay. I will say. Also, I meant to say, y'all, throughout the entire episode. The entire episode when they're doing the dance, like Cole is just complimenting her and complimenting her and yeah. compl- and he's learning. She needs constant validation. He but is learning. Look, he is learning how to do it. But what's interesting to me and which makes me think maybe Cole will say no is because she, she, she Cole is learning. And this is why I think we'll talk about that comment later. I think a part of Cole, he probably doesn't know what bipolar is. And so that was a mean thing to say, but I think it came from a place of you just, he seems, even when he compliments her in the beginning, she doesn't take it. She just kind of goes, okay, kind of like, all right, that's yeah. one. She never says thank you. She never kind of takes it in and compliments him She, she does him a couple back. of times. She, she does, but she never compliments him she, back. But the thing, and what it boils down to Zenob is not able to give to Cole at all in the way he needs to be given to. Yeah. Like at all. It's a mismatch. It's a mismatch. Um, So, but she, she keeps saying, I think I would tell you guys really pay attention to her words. She keeps saying things like, I can see myself. um, I can see myself being married to you. If I didn't think so, I would already be gone. She never really says things like, I want to be married to you. To you. Yeah. She never and, does She doesn't validate Cole. Yeah. And, and I know her, I know her parents died. That's way worse. My dad died. I get it. And it wasn't young. So that's very, but still, I would still feel like I would say, it really sucks. I'm not able to do the father daughter dance. And I still would say to my partner, and I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to do the mother son dance because your mother isn't showing up. Because in a yeah, way, what's worse? One parent's dead and they can't be there or the other one chose not to support you 
and isn't there either. That's a really good point. And the um, fact that it, maybe she validated it's just not in the editing, but the fact that he was so there for her, so supportive for her, and she didn't validate any of that. I just, I feel like I'm a little over Zenob. I'm, I just, I, this is a, to me, if I was to see, if I, would, I was to meet this woman and meet, and I would say, oh, what a, what a sourpuss. Like, and that's like, a, that's a horrible thing I would think to say. But that's all I can think of. You know, she would be someone we would meet at her dinner party somewhere in like Cedar Springs because I'm sure she has gay friends or whatever. Yeah. And we would uh, we would have dinner. We would think, oh, she's funny. And we would have yeah. dinner for once and we'd all drink a little bit. And then you would see her again and you realize with her, oh. with her with her fiance, with her husband. And it's very different. And or I was going to say or you would see her again and realize, oh, you're, I thought you were just being in a mood and being fun and sassy that night. That's you're you. this negative all yeah. the time. The and thing. I would it's like not going to hang out with you anymore. So y'all, they have dinner on the boat. Is that all that you had about that conversation? Yeah. yeah just, yeah. yeah. They have dinner on the boat. They're praying. Over, they're saying the, saying the blessing, saying, saying grace. Lord Jesus bless the both of our sins. Oh, I will say this. What did you say? What did you think when Cole got on, like kind of swiftly when they were having that conversation before, got down on his knees and looked at her so intensely? I'm a yes. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, they pray. They say a prayer. He um he says, they say I love you. He again says, you look so good tonight. It's and then he says, and she's like, I knew you were a good man, and I've seen a lot more of that lately. And I went. And you're punishing him for what he apologized for five times. Yeah, and and then she even says, "I knew there was potential in there," which is such Shame. a backhanded compliment. She's shaming him. And then she says, "I've seen a lot of that lately," which is really minimizing what he's done. Yes. Um, I. It's gonna be when 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 this is. I'm. I don't. I. T- I tend not to try to read a lot of the of of. Of of internet stuff, but sometimes I, I just want to see. Sometimes I just want to see what the temperature is. I get it is really interesting. I think I brought this up before. Of you, you, it's it's almost like you either need to like Zenob. If you hate Cole, you like Zenob, and you think Zenob. Uh, it, it's like it, it's both things have to be done at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's yeah. so interesting. I get triggered by Zenob, obviously, because I talked about my past, but I don't think she's like a bad person. I actually think she's a pretty great person. I just think she's really fucking unhappy with herself, yeah. and she thinks getting married to a guy I, is going to bring happiness. And it's I not. think what I think is this is emotionally her MO. This is how she has to behave yeah. because she is basically telling him in, in any way except for saying the words – Break up with me. Break up with the, I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to make you do it. Because I'm angry at myself and I'm angry at the world because I don't have my parents. Yeah. I'm not over it. Um, But she does, Cole even does say. You never get over that. Right. I'm not Um, over it. Cole even says, uh, she says, every day you slide more into husband material from fiance. And I think. This is what he's seeing by this is potential. This is playful, and but I would love for one moment for her to be not playful and to be super honest, too vulnerable, without being too vulnerable, yeah. Too I scary. think it might be um, too scary. 
So it's always this is her mo. Every time, and I know it, I can feel it. I've 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 known people like this. Every time it starts to get a little emotional, or let's say he says something that's really sweet to her that touches her heart, she either has to go ah or. Main what happens, she right when she starts to feel really deeply about something, she's got to make a wisecrack or a sarcastic comment because she can't she's get feeling into something. that feeling. She yep. can't drop into that. It, it, welcome to the world of bitchy gay men in your 20s. Right. That's kind of what she that, feels like that, to that's me. What she, it's so many gay men who can't feel all the trauma they've been through, especially in the South. So they're like going to be that sarcastic bitchy queen. Feeling a little attacked. No. <laughs> Especially in my late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Being a little attacked there. Ow. <laughs> wow. Could have warned me before you slashed my throat. Well, I, I didn't mean you, but you asked me this because I said something about, oh, I really, I forgot what show is on. And it was a good question. You said, well, how would you deal with that? Because I said, oh, I feel like I'm very similar. So if you relate to that, like, what would you tell Zenob? How does Zenob or someone else need to be in this relationship? Or what does someone do with that that's in a relationship like that? Drop the act. Know that mm. we drop the act. Look, look at the person across from you. Instead of instead that of is true, she is not looking at him. Look at the person across from you, and what really focus on what they're saying. Take it as real. Take oh. just for one for one moment in your life. Trust what someone's saying, unless it's what's behind it. That is a truth. Take it because yeah. you're right. She never takes. Yes, she never takes anything Listen, that he says as real. No, no, she she thinks he's just, and that's the thing. If she believes nothing he's saying is real, she needs to leave. Um, and 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 that makes sense of when he that's thank you. You put words to what I was saying. With I agree, the bipolar comment is terrible. Yep, but I think he's it because he feels like nothing. He's so he's, confused. He's so confused, and he feels like everything that I'm saying that is my reality. You're in a different world than me, and it's up, down, up, down. And so I actually – I think he was genuinely, like, trying to figure out her, and it was a horrible way to say it. Yep. And I think a lot of night, but that makes sense now. He's – y'all, the, so the way this is set up, I'm <laughs> I'm just wondering I, – I, I, I can only imagine that when they were filming this, they're like – Boy, we could not have gotten her any worse. <laughs> oh no, no. Um, and and it's interesting because this is this is one thing when we're talking about editing and the storytelling here. I don't know how this is helping people root for Zenith. It's and maybe maybe yeah. we're not going to anymore. I, I don't know, but this is, he's cutting vegetables. He says he's cooking for it. She's like, yeah, you're cooking for it. She comes in. I assume she's been at work. Um, she says, can I have a stemmed glass? Pours a little wine. And I, for a minute, I would, I saw, I saw him pouring the wine. I went, oh my God, what are you doing? Use the goblins, use the goblins, use the goblins. That's what I thought. I did too. I was like, what? A real glass? I, I almost shit my pants. And then she's like, I think she said, can I have a stemmed glass, please? And it was in the goblets. I think that was a little wink. At us um so i was losing my mind this is what you know you said something this is kind of what supports my theory about their main goal of this is to keep us guessing because you said what about who we're going to root for 
I don't think they care about that. I think that's the thing with the show that feels dysregulating. They will throw anyone under the bus of their characters if it will make us hold our chest and wonder what's going to happen. And they're doing and that because they get us to love her. And then they show this and you go, wait, I was really loving you. And I thought you were this and had this sweetness. And now you're being horrible to this guy. I think that's okay for competition shows, but I don't think that's okay for love shows. I don't think I mean, that's okay. I agree, but I just think this is not going to be that show then. Yeah. I don't think it was um, last season either. No, it wasn't. But um, it was more in season one. Yeah. And so she basically, y'all, she's coming in. She's asking him a lot of questions about the food. And you're like, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And he basically is trying to play it off. You've been hired as my sous chef. And she starts to kind of do stuff. Um and thing about it is, y'all, if someone, if you're in a relationship with someone, they're cooking you food, there's not a lot you can do, even if you know it's going to be bad. Um, Especially in the new, in a new relationship. Yeah. Just let someone, I, listen, I would, I would be the, if someone's coming, cooking me food, I've had men do that for me before. And to be honest, most of the time it is substandard. <laughs> I'm going to be really nice. I'm not going to say when I'm with them. How about now? Now everything in me is saying, how about you put a little more salt on that while you're cooking? Because I don't want to diminish them trying to do something nice for me. Because to me, the act, you're, what you're saying is so, the act and the intention is so much more meaningful than the fucking food. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Like I'll eat bad food, especially if I'm going to get banged later that night. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Right. <laughs> See, it's sweet. Wow. Uh, 
so it she's basically uh and then he's like oh look at my little boy and th- this this almost felt like production says Cole get out your get out your nerve guns just to piss her off and didn't go good didn't go good and and this is the other thing this is why this felt it felt like we we i'm going to use another cooking metaphor it felt like this was this scene was a stew that had been over seasoned with too much stuff in it yeah um, it felt this is where i wrote <laughs> is this fraudacity yeah because it felt it, very produced that's what i'm saying i I feel like we've gotten with this episode was the first time I've noticed it. I've seen little shadows before. This is where this this moment of having two different moments. This this is the only storyline that had three different um, sections, and uh, and it seems like they've gotten the last. uh, Besides Matt and Colleen, they've gotten the last like (gasps) thing Mm -hmm. about two or three times, and. Uh, and basically, y'all, they sit down, and he kind of like um, looks at her and says, "Like, are you okay?" Yeah, and that's where she's like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." And he's like, "I just got to tell you, um, you still want to go through with this, right?" He says well, that to her. He says, "I want you to be less bratty," and he's like, "She's like, I'm just guess I'm mourning my singledom," and uh, and it's interesting when you. I, I think if she's even she smiled, it would be easier, but she never does <laughs> when that, she says things yes, like that. She never does. <laughs> and she never does. He Cole says, I just gotta tell you, I'm very confused. I'm getting two different versions of you. Um and and he's like, I don't like Brussels sprouts, but um I'll tell you, I'll tell you if I like them after a couple. I'll have a couple. And and then he's like, what, what am I missing? Um, are you actually going to marry me? And she says this in, in such a way because she never really gets around to it. Um, we may make this a meme of how, how can Zineb avoid the question uh, so many yeah. times? She, and she, she says, really does. I'm 1,000% yeah. in after the pods and the last few weeks. Okay, but answer his question. And... Then she's like, then she even says, I won't know how I feel until I'm walking down the aisle. And it's interesting because th- we already had, we already had. Th- that's not her. I just, sorry no, to interrupt, no, no. but that is not the character we've seen of Zenith. She exactly. does not make those decisions. Exactly. That's exactly audacity. And then think, compare that answer to Colleen's earlier. No, I'm not ready today. Very different than saying, I can't tell you an answer until I'm walking down the aisle. And she has said, she has said the whole time, will you tell me if you're not going to marry me? And I'm going to tell you. That's mm-hmm. not it. That's not yeah. it. It's um, funny. You're right. We believe, I believe that with Colleen. Yeah. I didn't believe it when Zenob said it. So, and that, and Cole said, that's not what a girl who's about to marry me is going to say. And, and then it just goes on and it, more brutal. And then oh. tell me. He's like, I am extremely sweet. I'm extremely sweet. Because <laughs> he said, he said, you know, I wrote, he doesn't validate him at all. And yeah. she doesn't validate. And I, he said, well, you put me down. And every time he's saying really to me, he's saying, you put me down. 
You, he said, I just don't want to say something. I don't want to get punched in the, feel like I get punched in the face. She never acknowledges any of that. She never investigates. Yeah. Like emotionally investigates. She, what she do you mean by that? His feeling. She actually argues with the way he's feeling. Yeah. I, y'all, it's yeah. okay. You don't have to agree with someone, but like if somebody said, oh, Matt, I think like it feels like when I talk to you, it feels like I'm getting punched in the face. I can say, what do you mean by that? I can ask more questions yeah. and get, she doesn't do any of that. She just, that's where she's like. She's like, I do not do that. I do not do the, that. Yeah. The sweet thing bothers me a little bit because I think he just wants a wife sometimes to just be nice and not be. And I don't think he obviously does, but he, 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 what he, what he would should say instead of sweet is, can you just be kind? <laughs> I, th- I think kind. And I think that it's, he wants someone who, I don't think he necessarily wants him to be sweet all the time. I think he likes, like he said earlier, she's like, I can nag you. And he was like, yeah, but it's playful. He thinks that's teasing. And you know what? I talked no. about this. I think I talked about this like in the third episode. I said, oh, this is what I don't like about this relationship. It's one of those relationships where you start out and you're always teasing one another. And you think one day the teasing's going to drop. And then you realize, oh, does. fuck, that's this is this relationship. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, that's when he says, um, the he's like I don't I don't think the problems we we where we have she says to him I don't think the problems are bad and are bad or the problems we have are bad enough for me to say no again what kind of what kind of thing to, is that to say no, nothing about him nothing about wanting to marry him just their relationship and then she says um, I I wrote down again she's going to make him say. Say no if it's the last thing she does. Yes, she really will. And uh, and then she's he's like, my proposal meant a lot. Be sweet, be unassuming. Again, Cole, not wor- good words to say to Zenob. Um, and and then that's when Zenob's like, I am a catch. I am blah blah blah. And you know, she, physically, she really is. I think she needs to do a lot of work on her abandonment issues. Yes, <laughs> and her own issues with uh, her self-esteem. Well, and um, I, and on a base level, her ability to express love, because yeah. I want to, he says the word sweet. That's a trigger word for me. And a lot of people, because me so, too. Many, so many women are told to be fucking sweet and they just want to yeah. spit it. And I think people look at Cole's words and not, I think, because you just said it, he wants her to be kind. That's he what wants he be kind. wants. That's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. And which and it's not kind when she says, you know, at the end where she's like, you're when he says the bipolar thing. And she's like, are you projecting again? She that's hurtful to say, but I still would be like, why would you say that to me? What do you mean by that? She just immediately deflects and actually she's deflecting and projecting her. She's you spot it. You got it. She's trying to project on him because she all the time is making accusations about who he is as a person, whether yeah. it's and. Finally, where she's like, well, you can go find someone else tonight if you want to find a sweet woman. Leave me alone. She's on that. And then those poor sweet potato fries were just sitting there. Nobody (laughs) even ate them. That's the saddest part of them. Who leaves sweet potato fries? Uh, So the one thing I thought about, and that's when she said the bipolar thing. One thing I thought about is I had the, the thought of maybe he... Maybe he was. Maybe he confessed to her that he was diagnosed bipolar. Maybe, um, but I. Mean, I uh, but had, I was. Or trying maybe to, he has a family member. I don't know. Right. Or I was trying to, because one of the reasons is she kind of flipped over that, but not in the way that I thought she would. 
It was interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, it's either that or he doesn't know anything about being bipolar. I think it's that. Yeah. I think it's, because, and I feel like we're getting better, but a lot of people say, oh, they're bipolar. They say that all the time. That's why when we kind of finally said we felt like Nat- Natalie was being that way, we were very intentional about it because we try not to say that a lot on mm-hmm. the show unless we mean No, we were saying she were borderline. Or borderline, I'm sorry, a wrong B word. Um, but the same way people say, oh, they're borderline, they're sociopath, they're like when we try to say those things on this word, we try to say A with education behind us, but intention. But a lot of people, I think, like, especially I think a lot of guys say to, about women all the time, oh, she's bipolar. He's going to get right. a lot of fucking she's crazy. Yeah. There are people yeah, are going to come. I know. <laughs> Good it's luck, in- Cole. I know. Yeah, he's going to with with that remark, he will be absolutely reviled. Oh, like I think yeah. on almost Bartiste level, people will will go after him, and they won't see it's with that remark. They won't. Like I said, it's that thing of I hate Cole, so Zenob's the winner. They won't see everything she's doing. Yeah, but somebody's getting married next episode. Two couples. Two couples. Two. I I honestly, my only my only yes or no my only sure I think is Alexa and Brendan, Brendan, Brent. <clears throat> I mean, and maybe SK and Raven at this point. Who knew? We said no. I think this, she'll say we no. said we said no last episode, but I think she's maybe say no. she found the mark. Who's not going to care? Maybe she finally found I, the husband you've been looking for, Poodle. I think it'll get too real. No, my husband will already be through school, honey. <laughs> I'm not going to need to wait any length of time. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's the episode. Um, Ooh. It was good. Yikes. Again, um, this, you know, I was talking to, who was it? Who was it? It wasn't Mary Payne. Um... I forgot who it was, but it was, but it's what I love the kind of television, even 90 day, even at some points, not right now. And Hey, but this show, Oh, I was talking to people that weren't podcasters at a Halloween party, but another man and woman couple that are obsessed with this show. And they said, you know, this show, this has opened us. We've had conversations about our marriage from watching Mm. this show that we never thought we would have from this. Wow. So, I, and you know, I, I was, I think a lot of people, that's why people get into this show. Cause you go, would you, would you? And so it'd be, um, I don't know if there's any podcasters, anybody else is married to reality. Is anybody covering this that are married? I don't know. I don't it's know. It's a good question. It'd be interesting. So anyway, so we hope that you're having good conversations about home or at least at, or at least you're hating Bartice the way we do <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> All right, everybody. Boy, yeah, I think he's right now. He it's him and then Cole probably right underneath him. I, after this week, it'll probably be neck and neck. I'm I I'm I'm boy. You're right though. I switched. I flipped. I'm I'm Cole. I just want to hug you up, suck your I, dick, I hug you up. It's weird because I I, I I he's diminished for me. Um, but the fact that I know he's more religious too makes me want to fuck him more because that's that whole thing. I just want to, I just want to make him sin, corrupt someone. Yeah, but, that, yeah. but that's not patron of my book. Oh. Gross. Oh, Father, I sinned. I sinned real bad. Okay, let's let's go, please. All right, please. what are we talking about? Close out the show. I'm thinking about Cole. If you, y'all, 
if you thought you, um, Yoki, you can find us on, uh, you can find us on the TikTok at Reality Gaze. You can find us on Instagram at Reality Gaze Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, who knows for how long. For how long, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Um, you jump, Join us in our Sissy Squad, our Facebook group. Uh, we have fun in there. Um, and y'all, if you thought you heard as a sea turtle passing Colleen and Matt... <laughs> Actually, look. Ask another sea turtle or a manta ray going. Is love blind? Love is blind.